over the top was sumptuous, and Sanchez's skills were sublime. Oh, Rodman! Rodman! The number two pick scores for the Spirit! And the Hey Spirits, Andre Carlisle here and I am here with Joe and Annie. As always, Joe, how are you? For once, not tired. Love it. Love it. What, what is the vibe then? Not tired, but? Neutral. It's just neutral. <laughs> okay. I thought, neutral. I thought you might go with excited, but okay, that's fine. It's fine. I'll take neutral. Uh, Annie, how are you? I am a little bit grouchy, but hopefully talking about the spirit will cheer me up. <laughs> oh no, grouchy. That's no fun. I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, talking about the spirit, pardon me, spirits will always make all of us feel much better. And that's exactly what we're going to do. This is coming out in advance of the game, the first Challenge Cup game of the year against Gotham FC. The spirit will be in New Jersey to take on Gotham and you'll be able to watch it maybe on Paramount Plus. We'll see. Maybe the first 38 minutes, you'll just be able to listen to their terrible hold music, or perhaps you might actually see a game. That would be fun. How about it? Uh, but what we're going to do is preview the big match, the match at the weekend against Houston Dash. It's April 22nd. It is at Audi Field, so you know what I'm going to say. Hashtag go to games. Go to this game and we want you to go to this game extra because it is extra special. It is going to, it is actually Earth Day and there's going to be a whole Earth Day theme and vibe that has been curated by the one and only Anna Helferty. And at the end of this podcast, once we stop talking, you're going to hear us talk to Anna Helferty and she's going to talk about a lot of things from her injury to setting this event up. And some of her, a lot of her sustainability work in and around DC. It's a really fun conversation, and Anna's awesome. So definitely stay tuned. But real quick, we wanted to preview the Houston Dash game before we sit before we went to that. And to make it quick, we have we are going to do very fast. Each of us has chosen a topic to talk about in advance of this game, just a single topic. And I am saying this with with some sternness which is 100% directed at me because I'm the one who always rambles because I'm rambling now. So I'm going to stop rambling and ask Joe. Joe, your topic ahead of Spirit versus Dash this weekend. My topic is more of the predictability of how the Spirit have been playing. Not that they're predictable, but they're kind of at the moment following a pattern from the teams that they've played. Like a rain, they usually end in a draw or a win, but for the Houston Dash, it usually ends in a draw or a loss. So... I'm hoping we kind of flip it. Usually the momentum is in Houston's favor, but I think, not to jinx anything, but I think the Spirit have a chance to kind of control a lot of that momentum and flip the predictability. Okay, so results predictability is kind of your thing. You kind of want to see, you I know, spent a, a, flip a lot of, the of time looking through the stats of like all the games, and I was like, this seems odd, hmm. but I think they can flip it. So far, they've been pretty good at not following the same patterns they were using for previous teams from yeah. the past seasons. So And I do dig that. My I think my favorite part about the Dash is the 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 season we played them and kept them out of the playoffs. That was fun. I think that was 2021. So yeah, they'll be looking back to, you know, getting back to doing stuff like that again. That would be delightful. Uh Annie, what's your topic? 
Um, just giving a little preview of what uh, fans can expect maybe to see from Houston. Um, particularly, they have three really talented goal scorers, um, including Ebony Salmon, who has not yet scored this year, but has the second most shots of anyone in the league right now. Um, I think Houston is is maybe second or third in shots, and most of them are are hers. Um, and she's usually accompanied up top by Deanna Ordonez and Maria Sanchez, wanted to say, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, those two have both scored. Um, and I think we can expect to see a lot of shots, a lot of shots on goal, um, and hopefully a lot of goals, although I would certainly prefer to see more from our own spirits, who also have some very talented goal scorers. Yeah, I think that's a very good one, um, because that is kind of the thing with them. They are they're an interesting team, and they put a, a lot of shots on frame. But they've also had some weird kind of mixed results, I think. They started the so, – so my topic is going to be kind of looking at each team and where they are. You know, both teams have new coaches, which honestly is going to be a theme. There are a lot of new coaches in the league this season. But, you know, you're looking at Houston, who's trying to cobble together very different styles of attackers, but trying to do it in a in a cohesive way, which is a little bit difficult to do. I hope they don't figure it out ahead of this game. <laughs> I, I kind of think a 4-4-2 would be their best option. They haven't quite done that yet. Uh, so I'm, But I am interested in it. I think their their first match was a goalless draw against Louisville. Then they beat Chicago Red Stars, which was a, a quite a good game, 2-1. Uh, to one. And then they went to Portland and drew with them 1-1. So those are some pretty strong results. And so the Spirit are definitely going to have to be aware of that and, and able to defend them quite well because, yeah, they they're – once they figure it out, they'll be scary. The key is get them before they figure it out. <laughs> so that's what my challenge is to the spirit. Uh, wow, look at that. I did it. We're still within time, and I think we're all good. So coming up next, you are going to hear from Anna Helferty ahead of Spirit versus Dash on April 22nd. That match does kick off at 7 p.m. Make sure you get there and get there early. I am not going to spoil our own interview because that would be stupid. But Anna tells you a number of reasons to show up and show up early. She planned a lot of uh, events. She planned a lot of fun demonstrations, a lot of things that are happening. Oh, my God, I almost spoiled it. Anyway, here's Anna Helperton. This is another special episode. We're just hitting you with all kinds of interviews. And I, for one, love it. I'm Andre Carlisle. I am here with Annie and Joe. And we are joined by Anna Helferty, the one and only Anna Helferty. Anna, how are you? I am good. Thank you all for having me on. Absolutely. We're really excited to talk to you. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to get the sad stuff out of the way first. We're going to talk about the injury, but then we're going to talk about her sustainability work and preparing for the big game. Anna planned it, by the way. So give Anna all the props when you see her. Uh, the Earth Day game, April 22nd is Earth Day. The Spirit have a game and... It's going to be extremely fun. There's going to be a lot of things, and Anna's going to talk all about it. So I know I just got y'all really hyped to talk about that, and now I'm going to downshift and talk about <laughs> the injury. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, it, I guess just the general question, I suppose, tearing the ACL in preseason, just you know, how did it happen? And when it – I hear a lot of times with this injury that once it happens, like athletes usually know, like, oh, that's exactly what happened. Did, did you know that's what it was? Um, I didn't. So I, it happened probably the second practice we were down in Florida. Um, 
I took a shit touch and <laughs> um, got me into little battle um, and my, my knee just kind of got twisted. I don't, I feel like I honestly kind of blacked out for it, um, but I didn't hear anything. I got up, like it was definitely painful, um, but I got up and was like, walking around, um, didn't play anymore, but like was tested. Everyone thought I was fine. Um, so yeah, for at least a day I was just like, Oh, I just kind of like knocked my knee. Um, and then it kind of flared up later that night. And I was like, uh, I don't know if this is, you know, still okay. Um, and like, I've never been injured. So this is, literally my my first injury beyond like you know rolling an ankle or like having a concussion like I haven't really experienced like a serious injury so there was a lot of like unknown territory um but yeah it wasn't until I got my MRI back that I actually knew that I tore it um so yeah it's probably partly because I had no idea what it felt like it didn't feel right but I was like is this what everyone talks about it feeling like um so yeah Wow, that's kind of wild that you just didn't know and we're just like, hey, it'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who needs an ACL? If this is what it's all about, I'm fine. <laughs> um, so I guess not to make you relive the moment, but, you know, so you mentioned you 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 have the MRI. It kind of confirms kind of a, a bad news. You know, you're going to be out for a little while, um, going to have to rehab and so what was like the thought? Because I know so many things were getting exciting about the spirit and, you know, with new coach, everything happening and you're getting excited about a new season and then that happened. So what was your like initial thoughts about when you heard that it confirmed that there was or not confirmed, but it just told you that you have a torn ACL? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it like this year was really exciting just leading up to it, you know, having um, Mark Parsons come in, having the resources that we were um, that we do have now. It's just exciting to be a part of. And also just personally, like kind of getting my footing a little bit more defensively than I kind of feel like I did previously. So I was definitely like excited to explore the position more and like get my footing uh, more in the league. But like I said, I hadn't been injured before. So there was like initial like sadness. This sucks. Like I really wanted to be a part of this, but also like I've been doing this since I was four and I haven't had a, you know, a single break in my life from this game. And it's not that you want an injury to give that to you, but I think what I've found being injured is like, I needed this in a lot of ways for personal just growth and like space. So it, yeah, I think initially was, yeah, devastating, but there's been a lot of other processes that have gone on that that have made it seem like okay this is happening just you know roll with it kind of so that's actually a really awesome perspective because you kind of hear that after like players will look back and be like you know five years later they're like I think I really needed that time but it sounds like yeah. you've already got grasped that this is like this can be an okay thing and not going to completely like derail me or my career or my life yeah and like I think when it first happened I remember I remember Ange Salem telling me like she's like this saved my career like her ACL saved her career in the sense of like it gave her like being in the professional setting is such a grind in all senses so it gave her that reset she needed to like I mean she had an incredible end of her career she could be still playing now so to me that was like 
a good perspective to have and something that I definitely relate to in the sense of like, it's not, there is lost opportunity, but it's not lost time where I can't be using it to be doing things that are still important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So you, you also mentioned the, you know, support that you'll have, you know, this is a new kind of like medical team helmed by, you know, Don Scott, who's a legend. And so I feel like there's a lot of things with that, that also can help in a situation like this where you tear your ACL, but you also have a lot of support to go through rehab. So what is the rehab process kind of look like to this point? Yeah. I mean, off the bat, when I was um, meeting with them, they're just so detail oriented. So like everything that I could control about my recovery, like diet, um, just like post-op that once again, haven't been injured, don't know anything really going in blind. So having them to be so detail oriented and like allowing me to take control over things when in this situation, there's not a lot you can do. It's you have to be patient. You have to kind of wait things out. Um, so, yeah, I think that was like a really big support for me just off the bat. Currently, I'm rehabbing at Anova um, Hospital. So not yet back with like the medical staff of the team, um, but like still have their support and programming and stuff. So it's kind of been a collaboration. But yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Dawn Scott. She is the real deal. So, um, so another kind of I guess impact of your injury is you may you know you miss out on a little bit of time with your teammates. Um, and just wondering kind of how you feel about um, how well you're able to stay connected to them and, and the team. Yeah, I mean it's definitely hard not being in the cycle with everyone and not you know they're just the preseason that the, this team had and the amount of work that they're putting in is is incredible i i don't think i've been a part of a preseason that has been so intensive um in, in all aspects so not getting to kind of like be in it with them is hard to like yeah not feel like i can support them in that sense but also because I've been involved with a lot of things off fields. A lot of times it's, that's where I connect with them um, and get to see them because I'm also living in the city. So I'm not necessarily right next to Leesburg where I can just pop into the facility. Um, But yeah, I think it's also nice to see them in a different setting. So I'm appreciating that where, you know, maybe I'm not on the field with them, but I'm still getting to connect with them um, in different different settings and and events. So, yeah. Yeah. We get to see occasionally some uh, pictures of team bonding activities. So (laughs) uh, it seems like you've been able to participate in a a good number of those. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. They've been creative with them and we've gotten to do a lot of fun stuff already. So, and I, I think the spirit just again, with having more resources, there's just so many more opportunities for stuff like that as well. Do you have like a favorite uh, fun team activity you've done so far this year? I mean, probably this is just also, this was more rewarding. I don't know if it was necessarily fun, but well, like that's fair. The, <laughs> the the work that we get to do with DC scores, I think is, is top of mind. Definitely just the energy like of the kids you get to work with and also just seeing the personalities that come out from my teammates too. working with kids. I think 
even we were just at the White House Easter egg hunt and, or roll and we were doing um, like soccer activities. And it's just always fun to see like, it's like, okay, you know this person, but do you know them how they're with the kid and just like how fun they can be. So I, I think that's a fun setting to, to see like my teammates in as well. Kind of touching on the sustainability work you've been doing mm-hmm. leading up to the Earth Day match and whatnot. What got you into sustainability, sustainability work, the works and such? I think I always kind of give credit to like my college um, studies, but I think honestly, and this kind of made me reflect recently, but like my childhood, both my parents are very like, you know, doing their gardening, like outside, taking us hiking, stuff like that. So I think being very immersed in like the outdoors growing up, I think gave me that kind of like respect for what we have to offer in this world even. But I think when I actually channeled to like, oh, this is something I could see myself doing um, was when I was in college, I went, I studied biology um, and I got to Orgo too. I wanted to be a vet going in just clearly off the basis of liking dogs, which (laughs) as you all know, probably it doesn't mean you want to do a career of it. (laughs) So um, yeah, I got to Orgo too. And it was like, if I wanted to be a vet, I had to take this course, like the second part of it. I was like, do I really want to do this? Like, what am I doing? I do not want to take Orgo again, first of all. And like, if I really want to be a vet, I will go back to school and take an Orgo class for it. Um, And so that kind of freed up my schedule to take more like environmental classes, environmental policy, like all of these um, just different electives that I didn't get to experience being on like such a rigid course, um, coursework. And so yeah, I think in those classes, I was like, okay, I actually like school. This is really cool. The people in it, the professors, like all of the experience was just like completely, you know, 360 experience from like what I had in my biology track. So um, I think, you know, starting at Spirit, um, I originally was in school and then practicing with them. And that kind of balance of like, having something outside of the team after training where I could be like, okay, today was, you know, shit or today didn't go well, but I got to go do this, you know, work on this. And like having that balance kind of made me be like, okay, I think I need something else to be pulling me, not just soccer so that I have a little bit more of a balance. So after kind of my rookie season, having a little bit more of a footing, I was like, okay, I think I can try and see what opportunities are out there that I would be interested in pursuing. Piggybacking off of that, are there any like specific sustainability policies or not necessarily rules, but habits you think the team could pick up, even like Audi Field as like a whole? Yeah, that's, (laughs) it's a hard question because, um, you know, planning sustainability night, there, there's all these kind of roadblocks that you don't know are there before, you know, you start, you know, you think of all these great ideas of what could be, but actually implementing is more difficult than it seems. Um, but I do know, like, especially with COVID, just the amount of like single use items that like I experienced like through the team, just like how much we had to use and stuff. And I think that goes for like a lot of, you know, 
society, just like the amount of single use that people were using. So we've actually gotten away from that. And like plastic bottles is a big or water bottles is a huge thing in soccer because it's like, oh, you need to put this in it. Just grab a plastic water bottle. So like we've actually as a team gotten away from that. Everyone has a water bottle, um, reuse it. So um, I mean, small changes like that are always cool to witness. I think that's definitely something I'm passionate about, especially with our home stadium is, um, you know, how can we make it um, more sustainable and and decrease waste that goes into it? Um, And I know with the MLS um, All-Star game, it's supposed to be net zero. So there's actually funding that is available to make these changes. I don't, I would be curious to be a part of it and and what, what, what that'll look like. But um, I do think like at that scale, it, it is harder, <laughs> harder to accomplish than, than maybe I have the power to right now. So. Okay. Like this is slightly off track, but like hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you could control like the MLS all-star game and the Earth Day match, like you just had free reign to do whatever, what kind of things would you implement? I'm so curious. Um, I mean, I think composting is a big one. Um, I love composting. (laughs) (laughs) I think composting, I think, I mean, I've gotten a lot of feedback on like people being able to bring in their own water bottles. Um, I think food options, having like more vegetarian, vegan options. Um, The actual like, I don't know, Tupperware. It's not Tupperware, but whatever. They're not exactly containers, but they're not full. I know what you're, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is, um, yeah, decreasing like paper if it, or making it paper or something that can be recycled. I don't know. Um, I think I've seen it, it has in planning sustainability and I, I've gotten more interested in like what stadiums do because there are more abroad I've seen. But there are stadiums that are like net zero stadiums or like have solar pa- panels on top, um, stuff like that, that like you're actually seeing like it all run in a way that's clean um, is cool. But yeah, I think smaller stuff like that could be more implement implemented at Audi or in the near future. I don't, that's, that's the hope. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully someone's listening in and they're like, she has all the great <laughs> ideas. We're going to want to do it. <laughs> I have a question because you say when you have more power, but I feel like, as the district's first sustainability DC ambassador, that must come with some weight, right? I feel like you could throw that around a little bit. Like I feel yeah. like it wouldn't take you too much, too much time to like push for solar panels. Like I'm, I'm backing you here. I'm gonna give you a task. <laughs> yeah. no. no, I, I'm, I'm trying, and I, I do think that. It is, it's just funny how the world works in this timing, but that the net zero event is this year. Like I, I'm very excited to, to see what that, what changes will be, because I don't think, I'm hoping that they're not just one time changes for the game, but something that, that can be, you know, carried on throughout the year. So I was kind of, you know, just teasing a little bit about that, but I'm also very interested. I think it's really cool that you, you know, were here, did did a lot of work and got recognized. This was something that was given by, I believe it was the mayor uh, of D.C. who who uh, made this all happen. So, like, how did this come about? And, you know, what was your reaction when you heard that they wanted you to be the first ever sustainable D.C. ambassador? 
I mean, yeah, I'm I'm stoked that this worked out, and I love my my DOE coworkers and organization. Like, I can't say enough about them. But it all kind of started from that initial like kind of drive to have something um, that I could be a part of that was you know filling this passion. And so Zoe, our community relations uh, member, which I'm sure you guys know about, um, she's awesome and has definitely helped me throughout this whole process, but she kind of got me in contact with a couple of different organizations. Um, and then from there kind of zeroed in on DOE and then worked with them to kind of figure out what we could do and what it would look like. Um, and yeah, I think they were like, I feel like I just kind of like showed up on their doorstep and was like, Hey, I'm here. And I want to do it. They're like, okay, give us a second. <laughs> Let's gather ourselves and see if we can make this work. But like, since then it's just been, they're like open to anything I want to do. They plug me into things that they're, they want me to be a part of. So it's, I feel like a really good give and take um, situation where, you know, I'm really happy to be working with them and and I feel like they're getting stuff out of me being there too. What other things and plans and whatnot can fans there at the game and away watching, what can we expect for the Earth Day match? Well, first, since it's Earth Day, just so much is going on. Um, But this has kind of been like one of my when I first started with DOE was like just something that I fixated on was like, I really want to have a sustainability night or earth day night um, at Audi and like really get that sports kind of fans industry involved with sustainability and felt like this was a good merge. Um, And so one of the things I really have valued about working with DOE is how many partners they have. And like they, rely on these community organizations that have these, you know, niche specialties that they do work on. They are like, it's very much a collaboration. And so over my time with them, I've gotten to work with a lot of these organizations. And my whole thing was like, these organizations need to be like, put in the limelight and like, have the fans see what they're doing, how they can get involved and just like, really be proud of like, DC's like the work that's happening in DC for the environment because I certainly am and I like it is obviously still daunting our future but like that's the thing that I love working with DOE is how much they um how much these organizations are really actually doing and and changes that they're making and so that's kind of the theme this year's earth day theme is like invest in your planet so it's kind of like invest what's what's what are these organizations investing in our community? And so we've gotten around like 12 organizations um, to come and table. So they'll be like out there, there'll be giveaways, depending. I would recommend uh, fans to use public transportation because they might be rewarded for it. So um, things like that, just getting the fans to interact with these organizations um, and see what see what they're about. I love the hopeful investment perspective of this. Most time when people talk about like climate change and global war, just anything that has to do with sustainability and our environment seems very dire and gloomy. But you seem very hopeful and excited about this, and I'm excited. So 
I'm looking forward to it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, I I think that people will have a lot of fun. And I think the activations that the groups are like bringing to the table, like I know one group's bringing um, a muscle tank because we have like muscle filtration <laughs> in Ostia that cleans. So if you want to see your local muscles doing some work, um, they'll be there. So it's I think there's just like a wide variety of, of what you're going to get. Um, and you're going to learn a lot. So I hope I hope you all bring your brains ready. <laughs> Have you ever done anything on like, I mean, maybe not even the scale, but this kind of planning before or was this new for you? This was brand new. And like, if anyone knows me, like I'm usually late to things. I, you know, I'm not like my brain does not work in this way. So this has definitely been like a big mental push for me. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't. I don't think I've ever really planned an event. So that's also like the fun part is I'm also, I feel like my, my new teammates are like the spirit front office too. I'm, I'm actually at the office right now with them, but um, yeah, it's just been like a total different side of things to see like, okay, what actually goes into a game day, like operations and like, what does that look like? And what is everything you have to do to get there? So yeah, I'm excited about this. And I, I'm curious about more, more, if you have any more examples, I know some of it must be a surprise to the people. So make sure that people come out, but do you have anything like the muscles has me very interested. <laughs> so do you have anything else about that? Like, did you kind of tease the people with of, of something that they might see that they won't have experienced or probably wouldn't have had experience to without uh, showing up on earth day? Um, yeah, let me think. I mean, I know that we have like, DDOT and the Washington area bicyclists, wow, I can't say that right now, but um, <laughs> they're coming and they're doing like giveaways for public transportation if you're taking that. Um, nice, that's huge. I know Friends of Anacostia Park are coming, um, Casey Trees, which we have a fun announcement for, but I can't say that right now because you got to come to the game to hear that. Um <laughs> But yeah, honestly, a lot of the organizations are planning their Earth Day <laughs> content. So it's going to be a surprise for everybody. Um, but I think it'll be very interactive. And I think people will walk away with a lot of cool stuff, too. So That's awesome. And a perfect tease. You, yes. I can't say, <laughs> but come and find out. That's exactly how you do it. Uh, you mentioned DC scores earlier, um, but just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit more about your work with them or any other community work you've done that you're excited about. Yeah, I think they've also been kind of a, an organization that I've gotten to put a lot more energy into that maybe I, I didn't have the capacity to do while I was playing. Um, so one of our players, Jordan Baggett, is actually kind of running some trainings after school for them at Ida B. Wells. So I've gotten to go with her and do that. Um, but also just tagging along to games like I'm in I'm in the group chat. So whenever there's a game that I can make it to, um, I try and go out. Um, but yeah, Excel Academy is definitely um, kind of probably cl close to home or one that I, is really special to me just because I've gotten to see the whole journey of, of how important it was for them to make that happen um and and being a part of you know being with the girls um 
meeting the coaches, just feeling really a part of that. And so I'm definitely wanting to stay close to them and, and see their journey. So, yeah, but I can't say enough good things about DC scores. Yesterday was, was really fun to, to celebrate that partnership, but they do that all the time and, and their programming is legit. Um, and I know, you know, some people listening may not know that you are also a local to the DC area. Um, do you grow up in Falls Church? Yes. Yes. Um, and so kind of wondering how it feels to be able to do all this community work, like really basically in your hometown. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what makes it all even more special. It's like, this is the place that raised me and now I get to give back and I get to, you know, use my platform. And I think I'm really proud to live here and like the people from the DMV are proud of the DMV. And so like, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to represent it and, and be involved. That That's definitely really important for me. And I think I said this yesterday, but like this, like playing soccer here and representing that is like one thing, but like getting to like be in the community and in and, 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 and these different like rooms and spaces is definitely what like has made my career in DC, like so special. So I have a question that's completely disconnected from all of that, and I'm sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> Getting less serious. Yeah, exactly. Massive transition. Uh, but um, I play FIFA a lot, and I was uh, losing my mind when the NWSL is finally going to be in there. So first mm-hmm. of all, like, how did it? First of all, are you a gamer? I was a gamer growing up, but not a, as of recently. Because, like, I had two older brothers, so it was kind of, you know, part of growing up with them. So, yeah. But I haven't played – I haven't played the new FIFA yet. I don't – I haven't – yeah, so. I'm wondering if now that, like, the NWSL's in it and there are so many other, like, women's leagues and women's players in it, might be – are you thinking, like, you might get back into it or are you still like, no, that's it? Oh, yeah, totally. I think it's so cool. I'm very excited to play with someone with, yeah, more speed, more, more <laughs> skills. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely, I mean, I think, I just can't believe that this is, it's like just happening now, but I'm glad that it's here. Better so, late than never. Yes. No, I know, right? So <laughs> have you, have you had a chance to either see your FIFA <laughs> self, your ratings or anything, any reaction to any of that? I, I might've seen them. I think I have seen them, um, but I haven't actually seen, like, because I know the big thing is, like, everyone's, like, doesn't look like who they actually are in real life. Like, I actually don't think I've seen if they've made, you know, the visual component, but I have seen my ratings. I do not recall them, but um, I think I was like, yeah, I lined up. <laughs> okay, that's a decent reaction. I know there are a lot of people that were upset, so, you know, and, and yeah, the... They definitely need to do some work on some of the face scans because they've done like and, and they update those throughout the, the the year, I suppose. So perhaps they'll be better. But the new game's going to come out soon. Anyway. Yeah, it seems like they might have needed like a little more intense. Like, honestly, if you reached out to the fans or something to do the ratings or something, they probably have a pretty good read on <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I was a little insulted. I was like, they could have just asked me. Like, I would have I would have been there to help some people out. Because Sarah Gordon has, like, a 48 speed rating. And I'm like, D- I can I can tell you that that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, where was that calculated? <laughs> right. 
Yeah. They just pulled a few of them out of a hat and they were like, that's right. <laughs> that's fine with me. They're like, oh, she's a defender. She's not fast. And I'm like, the things you don't understand about the NWSL is that everybody's a ridiculous athlete. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Yeah, they had to, I guess, take her down a notch from. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it fair for everybody. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right. So. Now we have the Hey Spirits <laughs> official question, podcast question that must be asked. And I'm hoping, I'm actually, I'm hoping for... You know what? I'm prepared for a really disappointing answer. <laughs> I'm hoping for Joe's sake that this goes better than it's gone. So Joe, go for it. Just for like a disclaimer, we I have been making my way through the roster with this question. <laughs> okay. Hypothetically, it's Halloween. You're not in season. If you have a candy, like, I don't even want to frame it like this. Candy corn, yes or no? I'm just going to say it like that. If you have candy corn, is it a yes or a no? It's a no. Good God. (laughs) There's never going to be a win. Has anyone said yes? No. Oh, sorry. I've never heard anyone say no until this podcast. Really? This podcast has ruined my life just for this reason. (laughs) I... I bet there is someone, people on our team. I, I recommend them. Yeah, I might. I, I'll send you some names after. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think it tastes like much. You know, like it's not bang for your buck. Joe, can I, uh, can I make a confession? I will eat candy corn if you put it in front of me. Oh. <laughs> I haven't told okay. you that. See, it's like the dust I, I don't. It's... it's not my favorite, but I will eat pretty much anything sugary. So. You just saved me. This this made up for like the last twenty <laughs> seconds alone. It's. I think that is a, that is a difference though. Like if it's in front of me, I still don't think I would eat it. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm completely opposite. If it's in front of me, I'm going to pick it up and throw it in the trash. <laughs> well, that's just <laughs> that's just a step too far. That's. I'm like know. clearly nobody likes this. I don't know why it's even here. Literally never met a single person that didn't like candy corn. <laughs> Until this podcast. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't taste like anything except sugar. Oh, it does. It's kind of like an avocado or like an egg. Like it doesn't taste like something, but if you think really hard about it, it could. I don't know how to explain that, but it's it's like a spectrum of food that doesn't taste like something until you're thinking about what it should taste like. And now like I'm explaining it convinced. too hard. And it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you have like a go-to candy though? Um... I would say maybe Twix or an Almond Joy, but I don't know if Almond Joy is like go-to. It's just like, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I eat one. I'm like, this is actually pretty good. That's fascinating. My mom will say Almond Joy. Like she likes Almond Joy. I didn't expect anybody besides my mom to ever (laughs) say that. So shout out to you. You have something in common with my mom. That's a little strange. (laughs) That feels special. So I'll take it. It's definitely a unique take. I. It's coconut and chocolate and almond. Like coconut feels like avocados, though. They just don't taste like what they look like. They should taste like. And I don't know how to describe that better. Yeah, I can see that, but still delicious. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Joe. Um, I guess Anna will have to give us who we need to talk to, so you can talk about candy corn with somebody who actually likes it on the team. <laughs> But I think we're at, what is it now? Are we like over four or five? No, I think four. It's four. Yeah. It's rough. not good. Not in my favor. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. But now I did find out 
because of Annie's confession that I am outnumbered on this podcast in terms of people <laughs> who actually enjoy eating that candy corn. And that does not make me feel great. Uh, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. This has been really, really fun. I'm really excited about the Earth Day game. I think it's really cool. That, uh, first of all, I just really think it's awesome how you've, like, since you've been in uh, with the spirit, how you've kind of integrated into the community, particularly following, you know, your passion and sustainability. So really, really excited to see that and love the fact that you've been planning this day, even though you say it's not your thing to plan. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> and uh, and looking forward to it. <laughs> Just wait till the actual event then we can all like clap and be like, okay, it, it happened. But yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on and we can totally we do a debrief of like, okay, Diana, we need to do this and more <laughs> muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm excited to see. So make sure you get there early. Like Anna said, take public transportation. And I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to leave Anna out of this because us as a podcast are familiar with threatening our listeners. So we will say, if you do not take public transportation, we will fight you. We're not going to involve Anna for, for any criminal reasons, but we will fight you if you do not. So make sure you get there. And uh, again, thank you so much, Anna, for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys. Y'all are awesome. So I enjoyed myself. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Spirits. And as always, go spirits.